Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 15. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Hey, Fire Nation, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Entrepreneur on Fire the place for inspiring interviews with today's most successful entrepreneurs. Are you on our email list? If not, you are missing your chance at the $50 cash we give to one lucky subscriber every Wednesday. Would your Wednesday be a little better with 50 bucks in your pocket? Go to entrepreneuronfire.com or eofire.com if you're like me and can't spell entrepreneur to find out more. Question. Have you been searching for an elite mastermind group? If yes, look no further than Ignite, an amazing mastermind of aspiring entrepreneurs. We have weekly webinars, amazing resources, forums, and huge giveaways, including a $200 cash giveaway every week. Come join our community at ignitemastermind.com. If you enjoy this free podcast, Please show your love and support by heading over to eofire.com and clicking the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page. This will shoot you over to iTunes where you can leave a rating and review. To show my appreciation for your hopefully five-star rating and review, I will give you a shout out at the top of an upcoming show telling the world just how cool you are. And now it is time to salute the Fire Nation faithful who have so graciously left five-star ratings and reviews. Justin Lucas Savage, Scott Fox, David M. Winchell, and G.A. Pirate. Hey guys, thank you so much for leaving these reviews. They are so beneficial to the program. Okay, let's get started. I am pumped to introduce my guest today, Rand Fishkin. Rand, are you prepared to ignite? A massive yes, John. (laughs) Rand is the CEO of the SEO software company, SEO Moz. He co-authored Art of SEO, co-founded inbound.org. He was named one of Business Week's 30 best tech entrepreneurs under 30. He's an addict of all things content and social on the web from his multiple blogs to Twitter, Google+, Facebook, LinkedIn, Foursquare, and even a bit of Pinterest. He does it all. In his minuscule spare time, Rand enjoys the company of his amazing wife, whose serendipitous travel blog chronicles their journeys. That sounds fun. Rand, I've given a little overview. Why don't you tell us a little more about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I, I'm the CEO and, and co-founder of SEO Moz, as you mentioned, and 90% of my work revolves around just that. So I, you know, I'm responsible for uh, hiring and managing a lot of the team here, particularly the executive team. I am uh, responsible for the strategy and direction of the company, um, obviously responsible to the board of directors, uh, for the results that the company produces, 
and all sorts of a myriad of other things as well. I, I, I like to take on a lot of projects. So I blog a lot. I, uh, I'm very active in social media, as you mentioned. I do a ton of traveling and speaking around the world on all sorts of topics. Um, lots of fun. Awesome stuff. So we always start off Entrepreneur on Fire with our guest's favorite success quote. It's kind of our way of getting the motivational ball rolling down the hill. Rands, what would you say your favorite success quote is? Uh, so I really liked one from Abraham Joshua Heschel. And, and he said, when I was young, I admired clever people. As I grew old, I came to admire kind people. That's a great quote. Very interesting. Different than a lot of the different entrepreneurs that I've had on the show give me, which I like. So can you expound a little bit into that and kind of give us an example of how you apply this to your everyday life? Sure. So I, I've, I've often felt that, that sometimes we admire the wrong things in, in the entrepreneurship uh, and startup fields. You know, we, we sort of admire the, the big exits and the massive successes. Um, and I think that's great. I, I, I do, you know, I'm, I'm very much a, a capitalist. I love the idea that, you know, the incentive of building something wonderful, building a, a great company um, brings with it a, a lot of financial success. But I think I've, I've found myself as I've grown older and, and, possibly a tiny bit wiser, although probably not much, uh, that like, like Abraham, uh, I have found kindness to be one of my favorite attributes in people, in, in humanity in general, uh, in the startup world, in, in the SEO world, which I'm very active in. And I, I wish that we all could value that a little bit more and make the same sort of wonderful stories and, and recognition that we do for financial success uh, in the fields of generosity and kindness. Now, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, so sure. don't feel terrible if you can't come up with a great answer, but I am still just really intrigued with this. Do you have an example of maybe in the last six or 12 months where you've encountered this kind of kindness that you're speaking of and how you reacted differently to it because of your new outlook as opposed to how you may have in your previous years? Yeah, sure. So um, we did a fundraising round this April and one of the reasons that it went so incredibly smoothly and one of the reasons that we didn't make it a very competitive process uh, this time around is because of the great kindness and generosity that was shown by Brad Feld. From, from the moment we started interacting with him, uh, it was very clear that he had the same core values that we did um, around, you know, around generosity as well as around other core values, tra transparency, empathy. Those things made it really easy to say, hey, you know what? Not, not that I don't care what the, what the pre-money valuation is and the terms and those kinds of things. And in fact, they were extremely generous because, because Brad is. But we really didn't bother going after other investors. We sort of said, you know what? This is our guy. If we don't, if we don't get him, I'm not even sure we want to do a round. This is the kind of person, the kind of firm we want to work with. And that, um, 
Yeah, I, I think that, that kind of biasing is, is actually something that, that speaks very strongly to the reputation that he's built and to the way that he is. And it can actually be a big competitive advantage, not just for him, but for folks in all sorts of fields, right? Imagine if your customers decided, you know what? That's the person and that's the company I want to work with. And I'm not really going to look at their competition. That's huge. That's a great example is exactly what I was looking for. And it's just so enlightening to see somebody that's not just going after the bottom dollar as you and SEO Moz were obviously not going after at this point, but we're going for the full life experience because this is this is your life. This is what you're doing day to day. It's very important that you feel comfortable with the entire transaction, not just the, the bottom dollar amount. Well, and I have this... I have this feeling, I, it, could be, it could be wrong, but I have a feeling that if you look at the long-term returns that, that SEO models might produce, they will actually be better and stronger and higher than what we would have gotten uh, had we operated in a different way. I, I think that the, you know, this is obviously, these are core values that I believe beyond just the financial sense or the bottom line, but I, I do have a, a sneaking suspicion that it will help with that too. Absolutely. Well, we're going to move on to our next topic now, and I'm really excited to delve into this because of how open and honest you've been thus far in this interview. And that topic is failure. Every <laughs> entrepreneur that has had his day in the rain has also had his day in the sun, has also had his day back in the rain. Failure is a part of what it means to be an entrepreneur. It's it's how we learn, it's how we live, it's how we grow. We've all experienced it. What's been a major moment of failure in your life, in your entrepreneurial journey? And let's start off with the steps that led up to that failure. Yeah, so I, I've had a quite a few, but probably the most interesting and, and uh, substantive would be the, the first six years that I was in business. So I dropped out of college in 2000 and joined my mom, Jillian, who was running a, a sort of tiny uh, old school marketing firm, you know, helping people with uh, business cards and logos and print identity materials and those sorts of things. Um, and she was start, start starting to get into web stuff, you know, building websites, um, Rands, we totally lost you. I rockets. Just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, painful stuff. And so, you know, that, I think the, the low point of that failure was when we had, literally had a, a um, you know, a guy come into the office and say, you know, are you Rand Fishkin? I'm serving you with papers. You know, you've been, you've been served. You need to appear in court. You owe this money. That, <laughs> that sucked, man. Yeah. I mean, you feel like, you feel like complete crap. You, you feel like you've just let everything down. And, and the worst part was, um, well, the worst part and the best part, it's kind of ironic. The worst part and the best part was we had never told my dad that we had any debt. And so, you know, he had no idea, which meant for us, we couldn't just declare bankruptcy because, of course, he'd, he'd sort of find out and, it, you know, his, his wealth and assets, he and my mom are still married to this day, uh, would have been 
you know, potentially at stake there. And so we, we had to find a way to pay it off. And actually we did, you know, it was, I think it was by 2007, um, we had settled and paid off all of that debt. Uh, now not, not to its full extent, you know, if we owed, let's say you owed $50,000 to some Wells Fargo line of credit, you know, for business loan, we'd call them up and say, Hey, you know, we, we'll give you $7,000 instead of you selling it to a collections agency. And they'd say, okay. But then they'd put a black mark on your credit history, which, which to this day I still have. Um, so I can't rent an apartment by myself. I can't buy a house, can't buy a car, you know, don't have any credit cards. The only credit card I have is in my wife's name. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it sticks with you, but yeah, it was, it was kind of a, an interesting forcing function in retrospect. Okay. Let's stop there for one moment. So, Successful entrepreneurs often look back at their journey and see their failure or their multiple failures, and they look back at them and they say, I did not let that failure define me. And you obviously did not let that failure define you because of where you've grown today and where you've taken SEO Moz today. So that's very impressive in and of itself. At that lowest moment, though, when you were really feeling like crap, the guy came in, he served you papers... How did you wake up the next day and drive on to get to that point where you did get out of debt and you were able to get your life back on track? This is going to sound weird to say, but I, I focused on just the work itself. So I had, I had kind of already discovered and gotten into the SEO field probably around 2003, had started the blog, and it was... It was exciting and fun for me because the blog was picking up speed and I was getting invited to speak at places. I think my first speaking gig was maybe 05, uh, so right after that, that kind of collection serving. And I, I just focused on the interesting and exciting parts, on the work itself, almost like the rest of it didn't really exist. Um, and that's probably not a very realistic way to deal with your problems, but it worked for me to keep going. No, that doesn't sound weird at all, Rand, I'll tell you, because so many common traits with entrepreneurs these days is, is the word focus, and they're focusing on what's important to their business, what's making them happy, what's making their business the most profitable or the most successful. That word focus is coming up time and time again. And you, at your low point, were able to focus on the good things and keep the distractions away, just like yeah. successful entrepreneurs are able to keep distractions away from them every single day, even when they are running a successful business, because those distractions can take them down. So you were able to do that. That's a very powerful lesson that you learned. At what point would you say from that failure, you actually looked in the mirror and said, okay, I have shrugged that failure off. It's totally behind me. I'm moving forward 100% with my next venture. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know that I've ever had that sort of uh, exact cathartic uh, expressive moment, but certainly there was, well, there was a couple of things. I mean, in 2007, I remember it was July, maybe it was July or August of that year, and I remember my mom came into the office and said, we, we just paid off the last, you know, the last creditor. 
we, well, we settled the last, the last credit bill. So we didn't owe anything. I mean, we weren't making much, but well, we were, we were making good income. We made about half a million dollars in consulting and I don't know, $400,000 in, in software revenue for that year total. But I mean, all of it to that point had gone to essentially paying off debt or paying expenses. I mean, my, I think my, uh, my paycheck was $1,600 a month or something like that. So, okay. you know, I was making minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chef Boyardee, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily I was, I was actually living with my girlfriend who, who is now my wife um, and she was paying all our bills and rent and all that stuff for years. Cause I, you know, I mean, my paychecks were smaller than that before and, and non-existent for a while. Well, listen, Rand, you live in a, uh, you live and you work in a very dynamic field. Things are changing all the time. You wake up one morning, even you being at the cutting edge of what you do with SEO and, and other areas of your expertise are always learning new things. Yeah. What was this one moment that you had where you kind of had a light bulb go on more so than other smaller light bulbs you may have had in the past, but just a real big light bulb. And you said, aha, like this idea can take me, my company, my product, whatever it may be to the next level. Lead us up to that aha moment that you had as small or as big mm -hmm. as it was and really dive deep into the actual events leading up to it. Gosh. So, you know, I remember for a long time thinking that uh, SEO and, and SEO models, that the field of SEO was kind of a, um, a relatively niche field, a relatively small field, uh, despite the fact, you know, despite the fact that, that even back then, you know, Google was getting close to a billion searches a day. Today, that's over 3 billion searches a day. And I recall having this uh, sort of small mindset around the company, just around the, what, what, what could the company be? Oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe it can be a, you know, a few million dollars a year company that kind of is profitable and gives us a nice salary. Um, and then when we, when we took venture capital, I kind of, for the first time in, in November of 2007, I remember thinking, okay, well, this puts us on a path to, you know, maybe an acquisition. Someone will buy us. Maybe it'll be for a few million dollars and, you know, we'll, we'll get some, a nice exit out of that and our venture capitalists will get, get a nice return. But I recall seeing, I, I, I'm trying to remember where I saw it. It was, it wasn't on the web. I want to say I was at a conference and someone had printed out a poster. They had printed out a poster of the, um, it was sort of this infographic-y map. And the map showed a ton of advertising tech companies, ad tech companies, right? So it's all these people uh, who help serve web advertising. And I remember looking at that and seeing tons of companies that had, you know, multi-hundred million dollar to billion dollar market capitalizations or, or private valuations and going, my God, you know, there's, there's got to be a hundred companies on this map. And at that moment, I thought to myself, advertising on the web is so much less powerful and so much less impactful and so much less fun than doing inbound marketing. Right, then do the, all the stuff that that, uh, that you earn organically, the, the SEO, the uh, 
content marketing stuff, social media, right, uh, email marketing, any, anything where people are clicking and coming and visiting your website or converting uh, your visitors that isn't bought through advertising. And I thought to myself, who, who besides us is in that field that can take that market? And it, it, it took a few days, but it almost like changed my mindset around what the company could be, that, that we could be a, a billion dollar or a multi-billion dollar company that instead of aiming to be acquired, we should try to IPO. You know, we should, we should build something remarkable. And that was a really exciting time. I think, I think that conference was in New York around maybe 2009, 2010. Uh, but it was a you know, kind of a turning point moment for my mentality more so than anything specific in the business. Yep, that would definitely be an aha moment. So that's great. And you were able to utilize that, flex it into what you were doing on a daily basis and provide obviously a ton of value. And now moving forward from that point, I'm very curious and I'm not trying to have you provide free consulting Obviously, oh, for the audience I love here. Free consulting. <laughs> it's the only kind of consulting I do anymore. Oh, okay. Well, then let me dive right in because <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious as a podcaster, as somebody that you know makes his his living online and has an online business. How does the Google updates that are occurring seems to be now on a on a quarterly, even sooner, ba- you know, even quicker basis? How are these updates affecting? the organic and the SEO search. And is that making SEO more important or less important as we move forward? Um, I don't think it makes it more or less important. The, the, the only thing that really would make SEO more or less important is if there are more searches uh, and more searchers clicking on results or less. And so far, we've never had you know, a, even a six-month period where number of searches went down, number of searchers went down, or number of searches per searcher went down. So people are just searching more, more people are searching, and, and uh, you know, more people are getting on the web. So Google's in a really nice market position. You can sort of see that in their uh, uh, PE ratio uh, in the public markets. But in terms of the Google updates, what it really makes more important, because Google is striving for sort of these perfect um, idealistic results. And, and in their mind, what idealistic means may be different from what you think it means. Uh, and that's really brands that people like and know and trust coming up high in the search results with good pages that are highly relevant, that make people very, very happy as searchers. And the more you aim towards that I'm going to delight searchers and I'm going to delight people who can potentially share my content, the better off you're going to do kind of long term. And the more you play in the world of, hey, I know this, you know, little black hat, gray hat trick to kind of rank here for a little while. And I can, you know, I I figured out the algorithm so I can kind of abuse these particular inputs and metrics uh, to be able to sort of rank high without having the uh, the substance behind it. That that type of stuff is what these updates are all about fighting. And so the more you're playing in that realm, the more risk you expose yourself to, and the more you're building a long-term sound, both uh, uh, marketing and SEO strategy, which involves a lot more than it used to, the better off you're going to do as these updates come out. And, you know, we've kind of seen this with SEO Moz itself. It was weird. I mean, we did a, 
we really adopted Google Plus very early. Like the month it came out last July, we got heavily into it, built up a lot of followers, um, shared a lot of content through there. We, you know, our social media manager, our community manager, Jen Lopez, started using Google Plus as a as a primary channel for sharing our content, and. It was crazy to see the growth in traffic. I mean, literally like 20, 30% bumps because everybody who's exposed to Google+, which is a lot of our audience, um, and anybody with a Gmail address, was sort of getting this extra bump to go to SEOmoz. And so that, that kind of early adoption of very sound, long-term SEO strategic stuff is extremely helpful. And likewise, you know, I've seen, I mean, God, just yesterday... You know, I got an email from a guy and he's like, oh, we, you know, we suffered in the new Penguin update, the Penguin, whatever it was, 2.1 or 3.1 or whatever. Um, and, you know, we, lo- we lost a bunch of rankings on our keywords. Uh, and, you know, this is a really important time for us. So what are we going to do here? It, it's kind of, hey, man, you, you know, you went to a guy in a dark alley with a trench coat who sold you some links out of his pocket, you know, really... What what she think was going to happen? Here's ten thousand links. Now yeah. go away. Yeah. You know, I, hey man, I I got a bunch of links here for you, dude. <laughs> you know, you can these will really help you rank. Come, on. I I just don't I don't I, I don't understand the mentality of someone who thinks, oh yeah, that must be how SEO works. That's crazy. And that's this is great to hear coming from you because obviously the word SEO gets a little bit of flack occasionally because of these different black hats. Some people are are associating black hat with just the word SEO. And so obviously the company SEO Moz, you know, could sometimes get get kind of caught up in that, which Oh is- my god, have you ever seen us get on Hacker News? Uh, I mean, it's only happened once or twice and literally the comment threads are just SEO is spam. How is this company in business? Who would fund these guys? You know, like all that kind of stuff. There, there, there's a lot of kind of anger and mistrust of SEO. I, I think a huge part of it is there's a ton of great operators in the field, but a couple spammy ones can send, you know, five million emails to every blogger on the planet saying, hey, let's trade backlinks. And those two guys, you know, those two spammers will be responsible for everyone thinking that's what SEO means. Well, this is even more so the reason why I'm just excited to have you on today because it's just so refreshing to hear the words that are coming out of your mouth and the way that a business and a website and just everything along those lines should be built. So let's kind of take this into the next topic, which is your current business. And sure, just for the sake of an example, why don't we just say entrepreneuronfire.com, my <laughs> website. Obviously, I, I interview five entrepreneurs a day. I Ow. post their, sh- I post, I mean, sorry, five uh, entrepreneurs per week. Okay, that's much better. Uh, I sometimes interview five per day, but then that's... I will, you know, post one a day. <laughs> that's wild, John. I mean, it's <laughs> a lot of work. Hey, well, like you said, you love the SEO aspect of it. I love talking to entrepreneurs such as yourself. It's very inspiring and I love spreading your message, especially when it's one as, as, as great as yours, so... Entrepreneur on Fire is, you know, all about interviewing entrepreneurs, putting their content out there. You know, I have I have a blog which you know will give the show notes of the show. So everything, the links that we've discussed will be there. What are some things that you would do for a company like mine to take it to the next level? Sure. So 
I'll tell you what our software does, and then I'll give you some sort of generic kind of SEO web marketing tips um, that might be helpful. Great. So our software is going to do a few things. You'll, you'll set up, you know, let's say you go to SEO Moz, take a free trial, and you'll, you'll plug in basically entrepreneuronfire.com. You set up your campaign. Maybe you list a few competitors. You know, maybe it's, I, I don't know, Mixergy and TechCrunch or wh whoever it is. Yep. Uh, and then you'll... Uh, select some keywords, things that you want to rank for. So those might be names of specific entrepreneurs. They might be, um, you know, sort of generic startup-related searches. They might be uh, entrepreneurial-related searches. You know, you kind of want to find the things that you know have high volume and high interest and, and a high uh, correlation with people who are going to like this stuff on your site. And then uh, SEO Moz Pro will do a few things. It'll crawl your website and tell you, you know, hey, John, we... We found out these links that are all broken. We found these pages that are returning bad server response codes. We found this page that redirects in a way that's not going to pass link juice, so the search engines gonna aren't going to count it. Uh, you said you wanted to rank well for this keyword, but you didn't put it anywhere in the title tag of this page. All that kind of accessibility and, and kind of best practices stuff. And then along with that, it'll track your you know, rankings against your competitors. It'll show um, sort of link data, so as you... Uh, acquire new links and new metrics. They'll, uh, we have a we maintain a web index kind of like Google does, um, and try and show visibly kind of the link graph. So here's kind of very important links pointing to you, important links pointing to your competitors. Here's maybe some links that point to two or more of your competitors, but don't point to you. Those might be good sources to try and go get some. Uh, here's competitive analysis of search results. Here's how your Twitter and Facebook account are performing. Here's kind of your traffic. If you plug in GA, we'll show you traffic stats next to social and search stuff. So, you know, all, all that kind of thing. So that, that's SEO Moz Pro itself. It, it may give you lots of handy tips and kind of help you do reporting and metrics and data uh, on your site. But in terms of specific tips that, that I might give you. One of, the, one of the things I would highly, highly recommend for you in particular, if you're not already using it, is uh, RHEL Author and, and Google Plus. So, and John, are, are you currently using those? I'm using Google Plus. I'm definitely not using RHEL Author, so I'd love to hear more about that. Okay, RHEL Author is badass. Let, dude, I, I cannot recommend it enough. So RHEL Author is essentially you plugging in some uh, code on your pages, just some metadata that says essentially this page was produced by me, John Dumas, uh, the author, and that code will then tell the search engines that they can show a little picture of you next to the results. So if you, you, know, if you do a lot of searches these days, you see some, kind of someone's headshot right next to a result. Right. The click-through rate on those is fantastic. I've actually seen, uh, you know, results where the number three or number two result was getting more clicks than the number one result because it had that image next to it. Wow! Um, and that builds up your brand a lot too, right? So if you have this uh, constant picture of yourself that you use all across the web, this will build up the branding. People will start to recognize you, associate you with the brand, associate you with the content you're producing, and be more likely to click on your stuff. And then. If you're sharing the content you produce on Google+, uh, anyone who's following you on there and anyone who's following them, right? Google has this concept of extended circles, which is kind of your world plus everyone who right. follows that world, uh, will see your results higher in, uh, in searches than they ordinarily would a and with your profile picture. So this, 
this kind of combination of rel author plus Google plus very, very powerful, particularly for the kind of stuff you're doing. I, I would highly recommend that. Man, well, you just gave a phenomenal synopsis of SEO Moz. You got me really pumped with that rel author theme. I mean, I'm just really excited about checking out that. It makes a ton of sense. We could obviously talk all day about these things because of your passion for oh, I have them. So many, I have so many little tactics I, I just love, but uh, yes. And my passion to hear them are pretty even, <laughs> I think. Unfortunately, we are at almost a 30-minute mark, so we're going to have to quickly move into the lightning rounds where I'm going to be asking you five questions which you're going to have no more than 30 seconds to give us your best mind-blowing answer. Are you ready? Ready. What was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Lack of knowledge, uh, lack of awareness that it was a possibility, and I would say uh, probably lack of a community of resources around me. And I think a lot of those things are, are actually being fixed wonderfully, uh, both in the Seattle community and on the web as a whole. So I'm excited about that. Like with Entrepreneur on Fire, right? Like with Entrepreneur on Fire, like, like <laughs> Hacker News, like with Startup Weekend. It, it, there's just so many resources. I mean, Lean Startup, Eric Reese. It, it's wonderful what's happened in the last decade. I mean, you compare it to 2001, it's just night and day. What is the best business advice you have ever received? <sighs> you know, it probably would have to be uh, from Jim Collins, who wrote the books um, Good to Great and Built to Last. And he talked about building a mission, a vision, and core values. And establishing those things here at, at Moz has, you know, just had an, a, a massive impact. I mean, we created these core values called tag fee. We kind of live by them. They guide our decisions. They, they, they guide our hiring and our uh, team structures and all sorts of things. So the, the vision has helped us expand what we do and, and think bigger and longer term about how do we become this, you know, billion dollar plus public company. At, that setup from, from Collins was invaluable. I highly recommend those books to everyone. So my, my very favorite business book is not, it's not wholly about business. It's, it's called The Billionaire Who Wasn't. And it's about uh, Chuck Feeney, the founder of uh, Duty Free, you know, all the duty free shops you see in airports and, and ports right. and of things. And he built a, I mean, literally multi-billion dollar business. I think he personally made about $7 billion from it and was only a one quarter stakeholder uh, in the business. So we're talking about a massive, massive um, amount of wealth created. And in 1984, he sold all of his interest, uh, I think, to Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy, LVMH, and um, established a trust called the Atlantic Trust Foundation in the Bahamas, which allowed him, he had to pay more taxes on it, but it allowed him to keep it private. So no one knew that he had any of this money. And in fact, he had no money. He gave it all away to this trust. And he was responsible for something ridiculous like 80% of anonymous donations between 1985 and uh, 1999, when his wealth was sort of found out by Forbes. Uh, he was responsible for 80% of the donations. So literally, he remade colleges all over the United States. He uh, helped with the, the Ireland Peace Accord. Uh, uh, he worked on um, ending some of the apartheid stuff and rebuilding a lot of stuff in South Africa. He built almost all of the hospitals in Vietnam. I mean, just insane stuff. It, this book is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And this guy is remarkable. 
um, highly recommended. I'm actually already on chapter two on my Kindle Fire as you've been speaking. Uh, oh shit, I gave away a bunch of it, didn't I? Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so this is the last question, and this question is my favorite, and it's kind of a tricky one. I know you could go on forever because you have so many great ideas, but we're just going to keep you at one idea. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all this amazing knowledge that you have, but everything that you've ever created, SEO Moz, etc., has completely disappeared, you are starting over with a clean slate tomorrow, just like many of our entrepreneurs are starting with a clean slate right now. What would be the first thing you would do? Gosh, I, I have to say I really do love entrepreneurship. I think I'd probably stay in this field and I would probably probably take some more coding lessons. <laughs> I started but I, on Codecademy, but I, I really need to do more so that I can uh, hack stuff together myself. Never too much coding. And then I would probably apply to Y Combinator um, or Techstars one of the two, because I think those programs give you so much of a boost in the entrepreneurial field and sort of let you find co-founders and, um, you know, start with a great idea and, and the willingness and skills to get this stuff done um, and a good network. Wow. Those, those people can just help you massively. So that's probably what I do. Well, Rance, you ended with a bang. I'm a huge Y Combinator fan. I'm, I read about it daily. It's just great. I have a couple friends actually who are looking to go through that process quite shortly. So I, I look forward to seeing how they move forward in that. But overall, you've just given us great actionable advice and we are all better for it today. And so I thank you for that. Do you have My any last piece of advice for Fire Nation? Uh, yeah, I would say don't, don't, don't try and go this alone. And I mean that on two fronts, the personal and the professional. If you can find someone in your life, a, a, you know, a man, a woman, a, a partner, um, a spouse, whoever, a, 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 even a great personal friend who will support you and uh, accompany you in your personal life through this, through this journey, that is invaluable. And, and the, it's also true on the professional side, finding someone who challenges you. You know, I wrote a blog post today about our COO, Sarah Bird, and how I almost never have a big conversation with her without challenging my thinking, without her making me explain why I believe what I believe, providing evidence for it. You know, she is a very, uh, really a tough cookie, right? Like, just, just, questions everything, has no power distance, no sort of, well, you know, Rand's been good at this before, so I'll trust him on it. No way, man. Like, she, she doesn't trust me further than she could throw me. Um, and it's excellent. It makes me such a better CEO. Uh, and, and likewise, you know, if you can find that person with whom you have great rapport and great trust to build the business with, I think that's a great way to go. And I, I honestly believe that's why a lot of these, you know, Techstars and Y Combinator both, for example, uh, don't allow you in without a co-founder. You know, they want someone, well, generally, on rare occasion they do, but, but generally they want you to have a co-founder. And I think that's a very important thing to find. Great. And let's finish up with a plug for SEO Moz. I would say if you are learning SEO, you should check out the Beginner's Guide to SEO on SEO Moz. It's free. Um, if you're a professional SEO, our software might be right for you, but, but, um, yeah, I'd start with that beginner's guide. Well, listen, Rand, thank you again. Appreciate all your time and we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John.
Hey guys, this is John Lee Dumas signing off. Remember to subscribe to our email list for your chance to win $50 cash every Wednesday. Fire Nation, my one call to action to you today is this. If you enjoyed this free podcast and want to show your love, head over to eofire.com, click the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page, and you'll be shot over to iTunes to leave a rating and review. To show my appreciation for your hopefully five-star rating, I will give you a shout out at the top of an upcoming show, and then you can tweet about how awesome you are. Seriously though, it would really mean a lot to all of us here at Fire Nation that work so hard to bring you this content five days a week. Until next time, Fire Nation, prepare to ignite. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.